ان الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء وعلى اله واصحابه ومن والاه بعد my dear brothers and sisters allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in the quran the ayat which we hear in juma' where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said o you who believe have taqwa of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it is his right haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna and do not die illa wa antum muslimun except that you are muslims except in a state of islam i remind myself in you several about several things one is the hukum of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu second one is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering the muslims the mu'minin to have taqwa so it shows that taqwa is something that comes after iman allah did not say ya ayyuhan nas ittaqullah haqqa tuqati allah said ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullah haqqa tuqati so taqwa is after iman so the first and most important thing for us to understand is that we seem to be in this uh, misguided you know area of comfort that i am muslim meaning that i was born in a muslim home i have a arabic name uh, and that's it that is not it that is only the uh, the beginning in some cases might not even be the beginning because just being born in a muslim home and uh, having a muslim name is not uh, does not necessarily indicate anything but even if you are and i am at a level where we are following the faraid you know we are not just we don't just have a name but we also stay away from haram and we follow the faraid that is still not enough uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying have taqwa of allah meaning be concerned about the pleasure of allah be concerned about the displeasure of allah what is it that pleases allah and what is it that <coughs> displeases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be concerned about this and not just be concerned about it uh, as one of the things to be concerned about not be concerned about it as uh, nice to do i think we should have taqwa you know it sounds like a good idea that's not the allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying be concerned about it more than anything else haqqa tuqati it is his right have taqwa of allah as it is his right that you should have his taqwa fear the displeasure of allah as it is his right that he should be feared that this displeasure should be feared we have to see what is the right of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rights as we know rights are the outcome of uh things that somebody does for someone the parents have rights on children why why is it that all adults don't have the same rights on on all young people and the rights of parents are different the rights of parents are different because the contribution of parents is different if the child is sick 
everybody is concerned. I mean, the whole family will be concerned and people will be making dua and so on. But the one who stays up the whole night is the mother or the father. Is not somebody else. Even though even though the others might be closely related, but, uh, you know, illa mashallah, is the, they are not staying awake. All night. That doesn't mean they don't love the child. But there is a difference. I mean, there is a difference between a parent and another adult, whoever that adult might be. Teachers have a right on students. Why? Others don't have that right. The right, and in some cases, the, the right of the teacher is higher than the right of the parent also. Because the teacher is, the teacher who is, and I'm talking about the spiritual teachers, I'm talking about those who uh, teach, uh, I'm not talking about your physics and chemistry and math teachers, I'm talking about the teachers of Islam, the shuyukh, who teach you the way to reach Allah, who teach you the way to Jannah, who, who stand up in the night and who cry for you and make dua for you, which nobody else will do. So they have rights. The point I'm making is, take your employers. Your employer has a right on you. Right? You are questionable before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. If you are taking a salary for a certain you know, number of hours and you don't give those hours to the employer, you are actually questionable. Allah will question you. Because this is haram. That, that income which you are earning, where you are charging them, getting a salary for a job, and you don't do the job, this is, that income is haram. That part of the income will, will not be jazz for you. So, these things I am giving, uh, giving you and myself these examples because it shows that people have rights because of what they do for us. Somebody, a stranger on the street has no right on me. Right? I might be kind to him and so on because of you know, my own akhlaq and I should do that. But the stranger cannot claim a right on me. But people who have done something for me, they have a right on me. And this right varies with the extent of the ihsan. So the parents have the biggest right because their ihsan is the biggest. No child can uh, fulfill or pay back the ihsan of the parents. No child, no matter how you know beautiful you are, and no matter what you are, you can never repay your father or your mother. That is simply not doable. And we have the hadith of Prophet where one of the Sahaba he came and he, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I have, uh, I took my mother for Hajj and she cannot walk, so I carried her on my back. Can you imagine him? He's talking about carrying his mother for the whole Hajj on his back. And he said, I did that. Uh, do you think I have paid her back for her ihsan on me? Nabi Sallallahu said, your carrying her on your back for the whole of Hajj did not even pay her back for one of the birth pains that she suffered when you were being born. Not even for one pain. Yeah. So, Alhamdulillah, what he did was good and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, reward him for it and so forth. So, it's, it's not meant to belittle the deed, but just to give the... Nabi Sallallahu is explaining the uh, level of ihsan of the parents with regard to whatever the children might do for the parents. And we see it all the time. We see it all the time in our lives. Uh, no matter how you know good the children are, uh, what the mother and father do for the child routinely, without, I mean, they are not even doing it, uh, you know, that somebody should thank them or somebody should take note of it. That is 
like breathing this this happens children don't do that and even even if children do something they are looking to see somebody must say oh kita acha bachcha hai what a nice person and what a nice son what a nice daughter how much they help their parents point i'm making is that the duty the right of somebody is in proportion to their contribution to you greater the contribution more the right now take this to taala allahu lam taala is beyond the misal but take it to the issue of ittaqullaha haqqa tuqati have fear the displeasure of allah it is his right as it is his right so how does it become the right of allah subhanahu wa taala what is allah's contribution to my life and your life uh, where does it begin where does it end if we cannot even pay back our mother the mother didn't create you the mother did not create you given a choice the mother would would like to have you without the pain <laughs> the pain the mother feels is not voluntarily you know i want to have the pain no that is the process so it happens allah subhanahu wa taala created us allah subhanahu wa taala gave us absolutely everything which we have without exception allah subhanahu wa taala sustains us on a continuous basis allah gave us iman allah subhanahu wa taala we ask allah to strengthen our iman and to keep us on iman and to take us in a state of iman and i mean i nobody can list uh, the ni'mat of allah subhanahu wa taala jalla jalaluhu so i am not even going to attempt to list i think the message for myself and you is let us try to do that today and say what since rights are in proportion to contribution what is allah's contribution in my life let's try to do that as an exercise huh? and don't just say oh both hai yaar oh kya bolna hai waisa nahi karo actually count what do i owe to allah we can never repay but we should try uh, the, like the parent for example i mean you may never be you know, the children may never be able to repay the parents but uh, obviously the child cannot say you know what i can't repay you so forget it no <laughs> you can't repay but you have to do something you know try to do your best even if you cannot fulfill do whatever you can do to whatever extent you can do so with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also let us try to at least list and say what are the 10 in order of priority what are the 10 uh, contributions of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in my life so let's restricted to 10 uh, not even the whole list what are the top 10 according to you according to me and we it might be different for different people what are the top 10 list of contributions of allah in my life and then we'll see therefore what is allah's right on me that i should fear his i should never displease allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya ayyuhallazina amanu ittaqullaha haqqa tuqati So let us uh, make dua that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala accepts our action and try to do this action consciously, thoughtfully. What are the top ten contributions of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala? Ni'mat of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, blessings of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala on me, uh, which I need to start working on, repaying to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Knowing it can't be done, but we do. We make our effort. Inshallah, we ask Allah to put barakah in it and to accept it. Wassalamu ala Nabiil Karim wa Alihi wa Sahbihi Jamiin bi Rahmatika Arhamur Rahim.